welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords. I must admit, the intro is good. <laughs> it's a great intro. Well, I'm just going to leave it's a great intro and let people speculate in what it would have been. Yeah. I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon. You can find me on Twitter at Glenatron, and you can find the music from the show on crudelyformedchords.bandcamp.com. You can buy it for as little as zero money if you want. That's too much. It is maybe too much. That's too much. But I'm not going to pay people to take it off my hands, put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I will give you one pound for every download. Imagine if that's how downloading worked. That would be amazing. It wasn't the day of the Napster. Yeah, that's true. Wow, Napster. Remember when download meant illegal? I do, actually. You wouldn't download a song. (laughs) Yes, I would. I literally would. Actually, frequently. You wouldn't stream a movie. That's like one of the main things people do. You probably wouldn't do this. So we're going to charge you way too much money. We're like, well, now you're just encouraging us to. You probably wouldn't do this. Wait, I can do that. (laughs) 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 We're going to start immediately. I love it when they're like... You wouldn't steal a car or murder someone, so you shouldn't watch this thing for free. I'm like, they're not the same. <laughs> they're definitely not the same. With me, as always, are the real heroes of history, currently in history, the individuals that we have come to know and love as the Hawks. And they consist of, in reverse historical order... Hi, I'm Pete. I play Adam Eagle Ank, the gunslinger. Tristan. Uh, are you trying to work out our ages? Because I'm older than Gwyn. No. Right, good. Um, I am Tristan T. Wilde, the Bard, and you can also find me on Twitter. Ali. I'm Anne Boleyn, and I play Enigma. I am Gwyn, and I am younger than Stuart. <laughs> he is, thank you. Hmm. Yeah, I was talking about reverse historical order, which is quite different from age. Uh. When last we saw our heroes, they're making their way up Windrush Pass towards the drop-off point where they had cunningly persuaded the goblins to leave crates of equipment that were left out for the Western Army of the Canavir, who are heading this way to collect it. After concealing themselves deftly under Tristan's powerful shield of harmony, Sadly, to be somewhat given away by Adam grumbling away with the rearguard and complaining about how steep the hills were, a creature shaped like a ragged banner had circled above them and then flown off west, apparently to report to the army that something weird is going on, and then returned to follow. The group had separated, with Tristan and Percy waiting under their existing shield as the rest of the group, under a second shield created by Merope, made their way up the rest of the pass. And as they reached its highest and narrowest part, Kelek raised a wall to block it off behind them. So we're going to pick up with Tristan and Percy. Mm. Save the best till first. Excellent. In time. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'll put my phone down then. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to do a spot a Pokemon. Yeah, no, a po- mobile mobile they will not be poked on right now. You hear the others recede into the distance. Not for long, because this like illusion shield you're using does 
quiet the sound after a moment. And Tristan is maintaining that and this strange shadowy creature that looks like tattered cloth against the dark sky has kind of been swooping around and then vanished away. And then after a while it returns and continues to hover over you. A little while later, you hear the sound of briskly moving feet. This kind of steady rhythmic tap, tap, tap. And coming out from among the pines just below you on the hillside, you're probably just a little above the tree line here, so you can still see it, but you're into clear, grassier and rocky ground. And tapping up out of this terrain come these weird creatures shaped it's like almost a spherical body on long ostrich-like legs with claw-like hands and a wide toothy mouth like an M&M yeah or like a Mr. Man remember yeah. well I'm thinking less like imagine you could combine the classic with legs type Pac-Man design with body horror and it's basically kind of that. Okay. And so these creatures come up and they're, they're kind of running towards where you are. And as they approach below the tattered blackness, they slow to a stop and start casting around. Uh, Tristan is currently maintaining this shield. What are you doing, Percy? Hmm, well... I'll have a look around, see if I can see any little white circles. And as we're ghosts and they're Pac-Men, <laughs> then uh, oh, yeah. I reckon that we're... Like to get pilled up. We're in a good position. We've got the upper hand. <laughs> Maybe I'll start making some whack 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 noises. Yeah, you can't see any white circles, but you do see some, like, cherries just below <laughs> on the hillside. Uh, what, what do you think, Tristan? What do you think is going to slow these down I was thinking of like uh, projecting what looks like an army an army of spear men and women but then I realised these dudes love a fight so that's yeah, probably not going to help is that going to fit I'm going to discern realities and have a look at them okay so you're investigating I'm particularly interested in when we fought that thing before then I was able to tell whether it was grounded on this plane or not yeah sure and I am interested in whether the same thing applies here so you're kind of investigating from within this camouflage. Yeah, I think so. So give me a discern realities roll. Okay. And let's see. Uh, oh, a full success. Nice. So you get three questions. Something I want you to remember mm -hmm. is that you can take plus one forward when acting on this information. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good, I yeah. will almost certainly forget. I usually do. <laughs> so I need you to remind me about it. Ow. And Stuart, I know you're always trying to shanks an extra plus one. <laughs> so Unbelievable. Remember that you can do this. Nice. Because it's actually within the rules after Design Realities. Oh, I'm not interested in that. No. Oh, fair. What's the point in rules? So let's open with what here is useful or valuable to me. They seem to have stopped a little ahead of this wall of illusion. And they seem a little unsure. These creatures, as they get closer, you see that their bodies are almost toad-like. They have a kind of a wide, flat mouth and small, beady eyes on top of it. And then on each side of their body, they, they have these long, clawed forelimbs, which almost look like hands with the fingers stretched into that shape but they don't seem 
to be able to perceive you through it. So your hiding place currently is working. Okay. I think that's probably quite useful. Okay. What here is not what it appears to be. Our illusion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Your illusion is not what it appears to be. There is something about the shadowy shape that is flying above you that you realise is kind of weird. Like, not only the thing itself is weird, as in it looks like a kind of fluttering banner. It's almost like the front edge is flat and then the back edge is ragged. But sometimes as it moves, you see almost a human-like figure in there beneath it like there's a person within it Mm, okay as well so it's not purely some kind of strange shape you think there is a person there like cast within it was it like a hang glider sort of deal um it could almost be like it's probably they're flying magically it's not supporting them it is part but it is associated with how they fly so they're enveloped within the the rest of the material yeah they're within it Um, what should I be on the lookout for behind this front running group of skirmishers you see some other more human like shapes oh one other thing about what's not what it appears to be you realise that these creatures that you're facing now you see them closer you think they perhaps used to be human Hmm. and have been reshaped by a fairly terrible power so uh, these aren't random creatures these are were once human and so further up the hill you can see very gaunt thin more humanoid figures creeping up and they look to have some kind of antennae Mm, okay and those you wonder whether these might be something more equipped to see through illusion okay right we got the drop on these uh, but I don't know for how long because there's uh, something coming further up that looks a little more sensitive like not emotionally (laughs) <laughs> I mean, maybe emotionally I don't know we could try and play on that we don't like you I'm going to start shouting that we don't like them Oof. see what they do sick burn yeah. you're not as good as you think you are <laughs> so while, while you're shouting of course this means you're switching to maintaining the shield with your brain so no that's <laughs> carrying on from earlier so I'm just like we don't like you so, so yeah you've got your weird voice yeah. you can maintain Nasally, with the harmony which I've now switched so I don't sound like we don't think you're very good <laughs> but, but but now your singing actually is incredibly nasal yeah it's like <laughs> we think you look like like Mr. Men and Pac-Man <laughs> those shoes don't suit you <laughs> Your arms are too long. <laughs> Don't worry, Percy. I think we've got this in the bag. <laughs> yep. These creatures, the runners, are kind of spreading out and scattering left and right, and kind of they feel like there's something to look for, but they don't know where it is. I mean, Percy, we're ghosts. Are we that? Cause... 
do we reckon they can attack us? Like, when you were telling us about that vision, you said that we survived. So, yeah. Um, should we do some kind of, should we just go full ghost attack and just go I mean, mental? I, I, I mean, presumably, oh. if we can physically attack them, then they can do something back to us, but... I know what I want to do. So, I reckon it's time we drop the shield, we appear as two white knights with flaming, like, angelic swords and we just start going mental let's do it like this is the time and then if it all goes wrong poof we disappear we're ghosts and we do the detective agency we've always dreamed of <laughs> I, I don't know if we can make ourselves smaller and multiple versions of ourselves hang on a second Ooh. right were, were you making that move Gwen, or were you actually reading it and you accidentally wrote oh, it I was just reading it but I'll take that as the role <laughs> yeah same thing I do every time <laughs> so yeah it may be that we're able to interact with them if we can acquire some sort of piece of their sort of possession of some sort it might be quite a difficult way to go around it I, I don't know that just sort of manifesting as ghosts in front of them is going to really do much no, and then we attack them with our magical swords. <laughs> Percy's silence speaks volumes. I, I guess. What happens when the swords just go straight through them? That's what swords do. Then we've won. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, leaving no damage. Oh, right, okay. I was going to say otherwise. That's great news for us. We don't know it will do new damage. Can I? No, uh, but I feel like we might have played our hand then if we're like, we're spooky ghosts and are unable to affect you in any way. <laughs> yeah, true. I know. Make a ghost bow. I'll open a little tiny hole and shoot a ghost arrow out and see if... I'm going to concentrate and see if I can summon a ghost bow in Percy's hands. In Percy's hands? Yeah. So I'm keeping up the magic. We can probably drop the illusion at this you're point. You take minus one to do that. I reckon. To start with, because you're maintaining it. So the point of maintaining the illusion was that the, the flying things had spotted an illusion here. At this point, like we're maintaining it so that they think this is the illusion that they spotted. If we were to break it and they were to discover something else sort of going on here, then that's not a bad thing. That kind of throws them off the scent a little. No, but we are trying to buy time at this point. Yeah. Should have come up with more of a plan for that, really. Yeah. Um, than, nah, blag it. I was also thinking, I can try and manifest what looks like lots of them. So they turn up and they're like, oh, there's loads of us here already. That's not really going to help either. Well, some classically ghosty things to do. We could drop the temperature, maybe. Uh, I mean... <laughs> like half a degree. I don't know, make it smell of soap. Yeah, make it smell of burnt toast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll, that'll screw them up. Throw a plate around. I say we just make the lights flicker. And be done with it. <laughs> Make a spooky rattling noise. The light is the sun. Screw it. Let's just explode this so it's in a bright, brilliant light. So we try and fry the brains of those really more sensitive ones. And then they might not be able to track where the army's gone. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, try to mess with their, uh, their sensing equipment. By which I mean their little antenna. I'm going to shrink the image down. So I'm going to try and draw it into me. Yeah. And then just explode outwards in a blinding flash of light. At the very least it would daze them for a few hours. Okay, well give me a defy danger on charisma. Let's see how this works. I think you're so big and brave but plus <laughs> one forwards gains me a mixed success. <laughs> oh, it doesn't even do that! Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I just draw it in and in and in and then it's stuck and I'm like, Percy, I can't let it go! <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just like bunched up and I'm like, it's really restrictive. <laughs> Mark experience. Yes, I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck you, Dice. So it's amazing that you had a plus one and you still managed to get five. Also, your charisma is plus three. That's snake eyes. You could only possibly have done this by rolling snake eyes. <laughs> that shows that you weren't destined to succeed here. Yeah. Only Stuart. Yeah, the thing is, that's totally uncharacteristic for me. I've never done that. <laughs> it's because you had that voice, isn't it? You had that voice, and when you took away your charisma. I'm drawing it in. I'm drawing it in. Oh, I'm stuck. I'm drawing it in on my charisma. I like to think I'm basically in a little, like, indestructible prison, and they're swamped. Percy and I'm like I really can't help they can't hurt me but I can't hurt them Percy there is a blaze of blaze bright of light yeah. Tristan draws in this shield and turns smaller and smaller suddenly you're outside it and you see these <laughs> creatures immediately look up and home in on your location um, weren't you these creatures the runners or the antennae guys the antennae guys first and then the runners start moving towards you mm, Okay, and then there is a blaze of light from Tristan. And it just shines incredibly brightly and it just like illuminates everything. You can see your shadow on the wall. You are far more visible in this light <laughs> yeah, than you good. would see that's good as well. in any other setting. It's really illuminated you. And it's flashing. Let's it's make pulsing. the best of it then. I will summon my sort of spirit horse <laughs> um, and headless horseman yeah. with, uh, with the backdrop of this massive flash of light. Nice. So suddenly they'll see me sort of charging towards them. Of course, the only problem is you can't really change your size. Mm. So... By summoning your spirit horse, you become very small <laughs> in order to have a horse that's like proportionally the right size. <laughs> yeah, but the shadow's still going to be big. The shadow's big, yeah, and this does create a real impression. Yeah. Oh, forget the horse then. If I uh, if I can't manifest that, I'll just charge them to, towards them. Okay. The the one other thing that does happen: this blaze lasts for like ten seconds, and then it flicks out. And Tristan has got. Oh! Enigma and Adam. Wow. Kelek has just. You're dead and I'm not. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Kelek has just raised a wall. Huh, looks familiar. It does look very familiar. And he sort of stumbles back a little after that. It obviously took a lot of power to do it. But the past behind you is at least sealed to those walking on the ground you have these crates of equipment beside you and the 12 troopers Ilana Sarista and Merope you're beside them they don't appear to be under guard as far as you can tell what are you doing tooling up tooling up so you're going to go through and see what you can find yes nice I think I suspect that's what the others would be doing too. Yeah, so the others are loading up on the weapons they can. There are also some like, you know, like a bill hook. Yep. You know, the car, the ones we have as a machete, not the medieval weapon kind. There are some of those that are like 10 foot long and things like that, but there are other smaller weapons. So what do you find in there, Enigma? I'm, I'm hoping I find something. Uh, hang on. I don't have any more. 
I don't have anything like knives and things at the moment. No, you don't have any so knives. So I'm probably looking for some fairly sort of small or throwable things. Most of these weapons come up big. Right, right, right. Even the small ones look like they're daggers for something bigger than a person. But there are some quite fine, smaller weapons here. So definitely something like a short sword you could easily obtain. Then I'd be looking for a short sword. Okay, cool. But like, I imagine they've probably got some really cool design because when you've got yeah. like orcs and goblins and things, you're really going for something quite jagged, a little bit metal. Well, these are less metal than you might expect. A little bit more, they're quite sleek. Art Deco. They're very well crafted. Yeah, a little bit Art Deco. <laughs> We've moved on from arts and crafts. <laughs> so, <laughs> what you can do... I'm on the next chapter, that's why. <laughs> what you can do is you could find a pair, because I believe you still have thread. I'm not sure. You mean two. Yes. Not the fruits. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> Honestly, through me just briefly. <laughs> Ali was like, how can I turn this into an apple so I can do a pom de terra jack? It's quite a tricky you can't. one. That's... I mean, I could <laughs> no, get lots of other people to help there. and have a conference. Don't go. No. Did it. No. Yeah, did it. You got it. <laughs> okay, Adam, is there any equipment that you're stealing? Uh, yeah, I'd like a. I would also like a sword. Okay, cool. Because at the moment I've just got a knife and I kind of want something a bit better to fight hand to hand. And what kind of weapon did you train with? In Sukarvalon. What kind of hand to hand weapons did you train with? Knuckle dusters. Uh, so, what I want is like a big, like a kind of glaive. Yeah. Like you have in big, like kung fu movies with like the steel rings in okay, them. Okay, yeah. So, like the uh, ring glaive. So, yeah, you can find something like that. Oh, that you cut your hands on each time. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking of the. Uh, those big down that you had with where it's like almost as much hilt as weapon and they're almost like a half spear but like those glaives are a bit like that aren't they it's yeah a yeah similar kind of style of thing okay cool so you're able to pick that up for sure sweet both add those weapons to your inventory both of them will give you plus one damage because they are tough weapons what you can't see an obvious way to do is to actually prevent the rest getting collected if they get here, so... Do we have any heating stuff up and melting it skills? We don't, do we, between us? You have a couple of people in the group who have done smithing, for sure. In fact, Merope is has some skill as a smith, but she says without a forge, yeah. she can't do much with it. You need a huge amount of heat. I was thinking of some kind of magic skills with lots of heat. I miss that little shit bag. <laughs> Isn't there a forge over there? There is a forge down the hill. The fake forge? No, it's a real forge down the hill, but it's uh, some distance away, judging by ah. Tristan and Percy's report. You probably have an hour or two to get down to there. Okay, and we need to get on with going further up the hill, I think. Is that right? Well, basically, that's the direction you're going now. But if you need to move these massive crates of huge weapons, it's going to be really hard to get them down there. Is not a volcano handy? Or a river? Lake? There is a small stream that runs down the side of the hill and then runs down the pass in the direction you're going. 
How small is it? And if we threw stuff in, would it just make a wet pile or would it actually sink? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're talking like in the deeper parts, it's maybe a foot deep, like where there's a little waterfall. It's probably not going to cut so it. So it's just like a little rushing, splashing stream. Hmm. So that's not an obvious option. Uh, anyone got any acid? Acid. To melt them all. Have you got acid? Acid? Um... <laughs> I do not. Okay. I had some poisons, but I don't think I have anything that would be match that description. No one has anything obvious that they could use to, um, like, is no one's carrying enough acid to dissolve superiorly smithed, lightly magical weapons. Seemed unlikely. But it's a good idea, you know. I think we're just going to have to hide them under somewhere and then run and hope it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it was our deception, wasn't it? To So if we hide them, then they might not find them. Yes, it was your deception to put it there. They won't be looking for them. Yeah, yeah, that is a very good plan. Yeah. Okay. They're not even looking for them. We overthought that. Good thinking, Enigma. Good overthinking, Ram. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you hide them? Just really awkwardly behind the post. Do you like put them up and just line them all up behind a single post? Yeah. Like really neatly. As long as they come from one specific direction. We're absolutely fine. Be completely invisible. <laughs> Do you like push them all in the lee of the cliff or something? Yeah, I was thinking like it depends on the foliage. If there's a lot of foliage, you can hide them in bushes. Like birds. And there's nests. a few bushes. Certainly. Um and yeah, so you could probably um, you can push them into that. So let's. Uh, I feel like this probably constitutes a danger of some kind being defined. Who's leading this? Surely the ranger. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is the ranger. Okay, Adam, do you want uh, to roll aid? Yes. Or interfere, but I assume you'll want to aid rather than. Uh... <laughs> okay. They take plus one and minus two. Your choice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that, that's aid or interfere, really. So, what do you think this requires, Enigma? I feel like this could be... I can see this as int. Dexterity. Are you like... How, how is it dexterous? I, I'm uh, kind of thinking, like, int smarts. <laughs> I feel like dexterity, like, if you were juggling them somehow? I could like, juggle them so fast you can't see them? It might be intelligence. Yeah, but then when you stop... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I feel like scampering up a cliff to like hide them in the rocks or something. No, I think you're probably right. It probably is intelligence. I was just trying to get that extra point. Okay, let's let's go with that. You have already got a compensating plus one from Adam. Uh, okay. Oh, I rolled it twice and neither worked. Yeah, my experience. <laughs> like, what is going on? Hey, Adam, why don't you why don't you give a minus two? See if she can get to a full zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> Okay, that that's fine. You get... <laughs> you put them awkwardly behind a pole. Excellent. You are very sure that you have done the best you can to hide them. It took a bit of time and effort. You're a little tired, but you've got them in a reasonably good place. The sky in the east is starting to lighten. As you head on down the far side of the pass, you see the side of the mountain beside you light up with a brilliant glare. Sorry, ignore that. <laughs> he was just so angry he wanted to stab something. Percy, yeah. you are a glorious knight alone in the dark 
Yeah. <laughs> it's all fine. Facing weird toad ostrich creatures with these gaunt humanoids behind them, which as they approach closer, you realise they have tentacles in place of eyes. Ooh, weird. Which is a little bit creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. I'm a ghost. I know all about being creepy. You know a lot about it. So what are you doing? Um, do you know what? I won't charge at them. I will walk. I will walk slow and purposefully towards them. Um, yeah. And I will give them some of the once over and sort of inspect them. Does there appear to be sort of a, a leader, or is it just like this group of sort of ten um, tentacly guys? You can't see a leader here unless it is the creature, the fluttering black shape above. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one, isn't it? Okay, um, and so we've got, do you say like ten tentacled, tentacled creatures and then another bunch of runners in front of that? Yeah, yeah, uh, well, the runners ahead, you've probably got like five or six of the tentacled creatures in sight now, but you can hear more movement down the valley. Okay. Do I have the sword on me? You do have the sword on you, yes. At least it's called spirit manifestation. I'm going to see if I can perform a ritual using the sword as the focus. Okay. And what's the goal of the ritual? So the goal of the ritual will kind of be to kind of sort of to project forward in a way to my time hoping that maybe the level of the land has raised a little bit. I kind of want to and sort of capture like an echo of that and apply it to the train wall at the moment. So I want to kind of raise it up um, and sink them all down into their knees. Right, kind of sink them into the earth? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. I'm assuming that in the time that's gone by, then the, the time between sort of where I am now yeah. um, and the, the future, then the, the level of the land might have adjusted a little bit. And so, go calling sort of forward to that um, might, I mean, it won't sink them, but it will raise everything around them. But also, I kind of want to see what their reaction is when they see me clearly starting to mark out a, um, a ritual in the area. Yeah, yeah. So, the creatures, now they've seen, they're sort of starting to prowl around you. They prowl towards you. They seem uncertain of you because hmm. you are relatively unclear. And so, for ritual, we're saying, give you one of the four following conditions. First, you must. It will take a lot of money. It will take days, weeks, or months. The best you can do is an unreliable version. You will need help from Tristan. Oh, that's a downside. Classic Tristan. He's going to roll a minus one now. He's not even there. <laughs> Tristan. <sighs> yeah. You're in shadow. Oh, yeah, that's all right. You feel yourself caught in a whirling, almost like a tornado of spinning shadow. It's not the way it has felt in the past. This is disordered and chaotic in a way it never was. Interesting. When you've been in shadow before. You feel yourself twisting and spinning. And sometimes you have glimpses down to where Percy is. Mm. And you're, you feel like you're looking down on him. Okay. What are you doing? Okay, so I'm spinning around and I can see... See, I think because I've known Percy so long, we, we know that Percy's kind of a rock. Like, if you see Percy there, he's kind of like the anchor of the hawks. 
So I'm going <laughs> to, every time I catch a glimpse, I'm going to kind of lock in my mind. I Kind of like, as I spin, it's almost like the maze. Every new flash is like a new path. And every time I see Percy, I kind of lock it in. And it's almost like I'm I'm gently pumping the handbrake. I've got no brakes, but every time I see Percy, it's a... It's another little pump, so I'm kind of slowing it down like a ballerina, whipping my head around and holding him in my peripheries for as long as possible until I can kind of... Yeah. I'm going to start to... The more I get confident, I'm going to start to channel. Ooh, I wonder. Now, you're not going to let me bring any of this tornado out of the shadow with me, are you? Because it's not a physical tornado. <laughs> but I'm going to try... Cool. I'm going to try and harness that chaotic tornado whilst pinpointing Percy for a reference until I kind of step out of the shadow with this massive fucking tornado swooping and it's going to help <laughs> gather up all the craziness around Percy. That's the plan. How much am I allowed to do from that? <laughs> well, the thing that trouble that's a problem with that is that you are not alone in here. Oh... At the centre of the tornado is another figure. A lover, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> a lover is just a friend I haven't met yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Tristan has such a complicated emotional life. <laughs> and the string is dead behind him. <laughs> if you want to be my lover... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yes, there is another figure in here and you are whirling around them. Okay, I mean, like, is it Ambiforax, perhaps? It is not, Ooh. no. And I don't think it's my, that shadow man that I've met previously, the crow dude. You don't know whether it's Croco. Okay. You are in the very distant past, though. I'm expecting a leap to someone else or do I get to try and at least try and observe... As you observe, like, it's very hard to pick out, but it's because you're being flung past. And the other thing you realise is that you are inside that tattered black shape. Ooh. This is why you're glimpsing person. Okay. I mean, can I just grab him to sort of steady myself or grab it to steady myself? It's like, imagine they're the outside of the centre, the eye of the storm. Mm. And you're in the wall of the storm. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so that's what I meant. You'll need to find a way to get there. Okay, I mean, I've, I feel like if I'd used my shadow step skill that we'd actually confirmed over WhatsApp many, many months ago, when I've still got two skills that I don't really use, I suppose shadow step, now's a good time to understand how to shadow step. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. This is, what I, this is where we decide, finally, how it works. Give me a Defy Danger on Charisma. Go. Oh, it's a solid oh. roll. Whoa. Nice. Easy. Tristan, you are in this whirling chaos, but as you feel the steps of the dance, you feel the labyrinth form beneath your feet, and the chaos starts to be shaped into order as you reform shadow nice. and create a labyrinth at its heart. Nice. Take that, Chaos. I was order all <laughs> along. In the darkness at its heart, you hear the swish of a coat on the ground 
and a crow feather. Good old crow coat. <laughs> or possibly young at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, true. And he says, what have you wrought here? Uh, I mean, look around. This. I see and feel it, but this is new. Oh, this is, this is my life, friend. This is, this is just another day in the office. <laughs> this is literally... Oh, wait, is he... Wait, are you talking about the crazy swirling or the maze? The maze. Ooh. Well, let me tell you, friend, this is something you're going to get to know quite well. <laughs> he says, you have made paths. You have made routes through. How may they be used? I think I'm just going to be like, well, follow me. And I'm just going to start off at a steady pace like he did. And, uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to try and like, oh, yeah, what did he do? I think that was it. Or maybe I need yeah, to... Yeah, he just kind of drifted into shadow yeah. and out of it Maybe again. I need to screw him over as well like he did me and not help. And be like, oh, I know you. <laughs> and then be like, I'm just going to walk along dragging my feet in that swishy motion. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna start to lead him down the pathways and the hallways, and as we walk, we're gonna get faster and faster until he starts to understand the motion and the turning, and then yes, and he feels he feels this place, and you feel him like lift into it, yeah. almost like the moment that a bird leaves the water yeah. and starts to fly, like you feel that moment of grasp and understanding, and he says, "This will take much study, but." There is so much shape here. There is so much we can do. What is your name, Traveller? My name is Tristan T. Wilde, the Bard. <laughs> and I'm going to give him the finger guns that I've learned from Adam. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you have reshaped this world. It is like a miracle. And I owe fealty to no one. You owe me nothing, Crowcoat. Yes, that is what they shall call me. And then you hear a little laugh and he drifts away into the maze with that slip slip. You are able to leave Shadow in any direction at this point. You have recreated the map of Shadow that you passed through in the future. So what do you do? I think that I'm just going to go straight down into the middle of the army and land in the classic Superman hero pose with a <laughs> massive crater and explode of light. And I'm like... I am back, pussy! And he's going to be like, yeah! We're going to run together and high-five and our... Bam! Wait. Big explosive high-five that sends out a thunder shockwave knocking the army down. <laughs> like in... What's that film where... that? Where, sorry. Like in every action film ever. <laughs> Percy. Tristan suddenly falls out of not the falls. Sky. It's a controlled. I'm I'm not just <laughs> scrabbling around on my hands and knees. Lands face first. Yeah, where the shape of tattered darkness was, it suddenly closes up, and for a moment there's only stars, and then Tristan plummets out of it, and like vanishes up to his knees in the ground. <laughs> um in much the way he would have had he been able to create a crater. But being a ghost, he just goes straight through it. Oh, <laughs> fucking this stupid ghost body absolutely screwed me for the last, like, 
five episodes. And then he comes, comes running up to high five you. He's extremely pleased with Where's himself. the explosive explosion of like, I've used the power of the energy of ghosts meeting the energy of reality to... Yeah, it was ghost energy though. It doesn't really make a big difference to the sake. I hate being a ghost. I'll, um, Percy, can we stop? I'll high five Tristan back. Yeah. I'll high five Tristan <laughs> back and uh, I'll say... Uh, I don't know what you did up there, but the the knees yeah. into the ground thing, that, that's what I was right, thinking thank too. Thank you. Yeah, grab this and I'll take <laughs> out the sword and we can both grab the hilt and just jam it into, yeah. the, um, into the ground uh, and perform that ritual. Amazing. As we do it, can I say, can we go home, Percy? None of my cool stuff works here. This sucks being a ghost. No. I, thought it, what? I thought it'd be so much fun. It's rubbish. <laughs> it is. Okay. Watch this. Fine. Do something cool. Um, Give, give me Boom. that uh, roll on ritual. Yeah, okay. Best friend hands. The best friend handshake makes everything better. Seven plus plus one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there know. we go. Eight. <laughs> Intermediate success. Yeah. Unbelievable. But that makes sense. You need help from uh, Oh, hang Tristan. on. That, um, that hasn't added any stat. Oh, okay. Because it's a ritual, so I guess you choose which stat it is each time. The stat of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Stat of station. Let me just check whether it should actually be a stat. I mean, you would imagine that it should be wisdom, really, shouldn't you? Yeah. How many points have you put into friendship? <laughs> we put a lot. <laughs> we put every point for the last four years, five years. I noticed that on Tristan's sheet, he doesn't actually have a bond for Percy or Enigma. So he's put nothing into friendship, zero points. That's because we're past that. We don't need a bond. We are the bonds. We're the hawks. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine, but that means you don't get plus anything in your uh, assist rolls. Well, actually, if no, you need... It doesn't, to... doesn't list it in the skill description, but I, I would guess that wisdom would sound Yeah, I would correct, call it wisdom. Wisdom sounds would, right to me. Yeah, which would add three to that. Um, so that's going to be a ten, plus the other one's eleven. Isn't it plus one and then plus one from Tristan's okay. help to make it twelve? Plus one going forwards from the previous thing. Well, it doesn't matter. M maybe. I mean, it, once it hits ten, it's I, kind it of doesn't make point. much difference. It's still a full success. Yeah, yeah but I want every point to count. <laughs> I know you do, but it's only like <laughs> full success that matters. Fine. Yeah, so on a full success, you get what you wanted. But not what you need. <laughs> <laughs> what happens is that they sink into the ground. And it seems like the rock is firm around their legs. If you smell, but the rock is cooking. <laughs> and they are caught and trapped and like trying to pull their limbs out. But they seem, for the moment, contained. Adam, you are making your way down this hill ahead of you in the dwindling darkness beneath the greying dawn sky you can see this ramshackle like shanty town on the side of the rock as you begin to approach this everyone huddles in to discuss how they're going to work with it Alana turns to you and says gunslinger you have a marksman's eye what do you see there what what do I see yeah so She's really asking how you would approach this. Kellek leans in and says, we need to get to the top of that. Uh, and you don't have any energy left, do you? I'm tired. I have a little. All right. There may be something I can do. 
Well, they're not expecting us, and I think that's probably our best asset. So let's strike as quickly as we can and make for the mountain. Quiet and fast. Quiet and fast. Now we'll slow. Enigma, Alana says. You concur, Ranger? Yep, that seems reasonable. Very well. Would you lead the scouts to eliminate any guards ahead of time? Will do. And we'll follow in as close as we can. So, I think we have Enigma and a couple of scouts leading up. And these are the best archers of the team. So, you have a couple of scouts with you. One with a longbow, one with a crossbow. So, what you're seeing in front of you, Keltepe, is like a ramp on one side and then the other sides are fairly much sheer. They're much steeper. You can see it's got a kind of ring fence around it, like a palisade. That's the word I'm looking for. A wooden palisade around it. And then the buildings built on the side of it look very ramshackle and kind of like tacked on and quite kind of random, like stacked up the side. Kind of like, if you imagine your classic goblin village, this might be what you imagine. Okay. So that's at the top of it, is it? So that's kind of up the flanks and at the top, and then there's a palisade around the bottom. Kind of around the bottom on the ramp side where you can get up easily. Okay. It might be possible to climb up one of the other sides. They're steep, but it might be climbable, but it might be hard to yeah subtly and even if we do then we're kind of trapped from everyone else yeah but if you get in you can open the gates for the rest of us i mean there's only 12 of us but that is true but what are the gates like have they got big old gates or is it just like you say a palisade that we can just you know kick it in the gates are sturdy and well made but they're not super like strong they're not designed it's not designed to expect a siege, it looks like it's more that they thought they might get attacked by a handful of people at some point. So what if as scouts we went the back way, Okay. scrabbled at the back, had a bit of a look over to scout it around um, and we have some kind of uh, way of signalling the others so that we're essentially making a distraction while they get in. Cool, yes. Because we'll have the high ground so we can be picking them off. Bam, 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 bam! Um, and they come in the gates, pow! And then they're like, bang, kill everyone. Okay. What signal do you use? Uh, make it sound like a dying giraffe. And you do have a magpie. Oh, yeah, I do have a magpie. Uh, in which case, <laughs> maybe I'll use the magpie. So, uh, yeah, um, Sorrow is going to... Well, basically, they're not going to be trying to notice a magpie. So when we're ready, Sorrow's going to send the message. Okay, so, sorry, you said uh, Sorrow's going to send the message. Yeah, because they're not going to be expecting a magpie. They're going to be like, oh my god, magpie! Um, <laughs> All right. So Sorrow would just be like, fuck you guys! And they'll be like, oh, talking magpie! And then they'll, they'll bash in the front gate. So do you actually want to take the best archers, or do you want to take a couple of the toughest close quarters fighters? I want people who are um, good, at, uh, climbing good at climbing and yeah. sneaky and um, you see we could do with archers because once we're at the top we can kind of take them out rather than starting a fight. Yes, sure. We can make a real pest of ourselves doing that. Okay, great. So, so you take your team of scouts um, 
it's going to be you and Sung Shi and Tarek Weil. And the three of you make your way around the back. They're both dressed in fairly dull cars. They've been scouting for a lot of the journey and it's far from light yet. So you're able to circle round and then make your way up close into the rock and start to ascend. So give me a defy danger on dexterity for your climb. And let me say, this would be good if this was good. Uh, wouldn't it? Is that your role? She sure is. Okay, that's... Maybe we assist each other. Not terrible. That's an intermediate success. So you get to the top. Got a scabby knee. <laughs> it takes you a little longer than you'd hoped because it's quite a wide circle and when you get to the top it's quite a tough climb it's quite steep even going up this side and then you have to make your way around these uh once you reach the top you reach these houses but they're a bit rickety and you're trying to be real quiet so as not to wake the locals we could set them alight when you get to the top you realize that the sound you've been hearing is that the forge is still running and there's some kind of early morning shift working there. So you come over the top and you're looking down. There are buildings most of the way around. You come up to a gap and then over the fence quietly. You're there with your bows. And there aren't a lot of people around in this space. But on one side is a forge. And in the forge there are goblins like hammering and making a lot of noise which is probably why you weren't noticed. But it does mean there are more people in sight than you might expect. So, what do you do? What kind of numbers are we talking? Like, there's three of us. Yeah. Are we talking like 20 of them or like five of them? We're talking about 12. So we'd have to take four out each. Potentially. I suspect there's probably a better way of doing this. Is, is everyone, if they're the only ones awake, is there anyone else awake? You don't hear other people, but it is quite loud. But you, like, this time of day, this is probably like the end of a night shift. Okay, so better we could sneak past them because they're not going to hear us and um, open the gates and let everyone in and go from there. Okay, cool. So you're going to make your but way... But we can have a little bit of a sneak around as well so that we can, we've, yeah. we, we've got a bit of a lay of the land. All right, so you make your way around. So this will be another dexterity roll, I think. Here we go. Ooh. Ooh. That is not, not a great role. Not a great role. It's, it's not the role we wanted at this point. Even I was hoping that that was going <laughs> to be better. Man. So, as you creep past the forge and start down, you hear the quieting behind you of the hammers. And coming up the hill, you see what's apparently the next work shift coming towards you. Well. <laughs> what do you do? Have they seen us yet? I think they haven't, but there isn't really a place to go. You don't have long before they're going to. You've got like a moment as you realise what's going on. Okay, in which case we all start walking like goblins and hope that we are silhouetted <laughs> against the light of the forge. You are a lot taller than the goblins. You're, you three are all humans. 
Not if you sink down. I mean, you can really put a lot with like physical uh, acting, you know? <laughs> There's a lot you can do with clowning. Performance art. Performance you know? art, mate. <laughs> performance art. Okay. This. So... I need a performance art I mean, role. <laughs> you, you brought the best dramaturges with you. So. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was your main goal. We're going to throw some smoke bombs. <laughs> So give me a charisma roll. Yes. God, this is this is random. Okay. Clowning for the win. <laughs> so, what this buys you? <laughs> this doesn't get you out of this situation. That's a full success. So sure you can is. convincingly walk like goblins, but once they get close, they're not going to be convinced. So what are you doing to avoid that happening? Well, I assumed we were going in a slightly different direction. Um, towards the gates. So basically, the, you've got to think, this is a ramp. This is like the main thoroughfare. Right. From the top by the forge down to the gate. And they're coming up that thoroughfare. And there's like buildings on each side. But this is like kind of the street of this forge village. Okay, we're just going to walk through one of the doors and hope no one notices, but in like a goblin way. <laughs> just where you put like the weight of your body and you yeah, know what leads yeah, about... in the uh, in your gate yeah and and so you were able to observe them for just long enough for that yeah and you sneak into this building and you hear them marching past and then from just a little way round the corner you can hear some other goblins and the clink of bowls and it sounds like they might be having breakfast breakfast but, <laughs> but they're just around there <laughs> meanwhile Tristan and Percy the initial line of this army is sort of stuck in the ground, they're sunk and more are coming reasonably quickly and as they do, you realise that there's something else weird going on here. Knew it, called it. Because where you called up this power from your time, it seems as though in that space, although those that follow can walk on the surface, they seem to be moving far more slowly than you would expect. Okay, and well, you, that's a useful yeah, side effect. So it seems as though you might have done something weird to the time in that space. Oh. Hooray! So they seem to move from where you are very slow. But as you watch, more and more are coming through the trees. about the only point in an hour and a half of recording when we shut that the fuck we're up. all quiet yeah my track's mostly quiet especially last <laughs> <Yeah>. episode <laughs> you, you were very quiet last episode but you did have a lot of lag 
which probably made it quite hard. I'm sorry about that. I think you started the episode about half an hour after us or something. <laughs> yeah, felt like it. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. And you're like, hi. Hi, my name's Pete. <laughs> then I play. <laughs> Whoa. We're halfway there. Whoa. Living on a prayer. Mm. Halfway to um, where? I never really figured that part out. Mm. Something to do with working on the docks. No, he used to work yeah. on the docks. Jimmy used to work on, on the, the docks. Jimmy has been on track. He's down <laughs> on his luck. It's tough. <laughs> so tough. <laughs> so somebody sent me a video that was like summer of 69, but as if it was a conversation. So... It's like, I got my first real six string. Where'd you get it? Bought it at the five and dime. <laughs> How much to play it? Played it till my fingers bled. This was, was the this? summer of 69. So it was you and who else? Me and some guys from school. Had a band and we tried real hard. <laughs> what happened to Jimmy? Jimmy quit. What about Jody? Jody got married. <laughs> Nice. No, if I, you were 16 in the summer of 69, you'd be retiring now. Yeah. Wow. Gwen, that's a pretty white top there. Why, thank you. Gwen looks uh, almost angelic because of the white top, uh, not because, you know, it's... <laughs> like that me and Ali immediately go to the angelic chord. <laughs> we know the angelic chord. Yeah, it's like you've just clicked on, like, your paladin building <laughs> building in uh, World Warcraft 3. <laughs> So, what I will say about this week's session well, is... Last we saw our heroes. Is that what you think Ben sounds like? Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords. <laughs> last we saw our heroes. Uh, that's not how I sound. A podcast about <laughs> not very good puns, intermediate... Actually, I must admit, the intro is good. <laughs> okay, credit where it's due. It is a great intro. <laughs> well, I'm just going to leave it's a great intro and let people speculate <laughs> in what it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about reverse historical order, which is quite different from age. Uh, I'm older than Matt Hancock. Hat Mancock. That's what I learned yesterday. Oh, wow. Isn't that your brother's like, how is name? That? No. What, Hat Mancock? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Ali's brother is uh, Handy Mancock. <laughs> Mandy Hancock would be a great name. Oh, I forgot that sometimes I like to sing Ali Hancock, Ali, Ali Hancock, Ali Hancock, Ali, because it fits pretty well. Oh, God. Ali, Ali Hancock, Ali, Ali Hancock, here we have you. A few years ago, some um, students who didn't even know me sang my name to, like, a Lady Gaga song for a while, apparently. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. It just scans well. It's pretty I used good. to work with uh, Mandy Muscle. That was a good name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's my next yeah. character name. And she was really cool. I've got Brad Muscles, or whatever his name was. Oh, that was one of my guys. Brad Muscle. <laughs> Man, the muscles. She was a bivalve. He's a musketeer. <laughs> You can call me Monsieur de Massa. <laughs> Bivalves. Filter feeders. I re recently started working with a guy, uh, guy called Flatman, <laughs> which is a great name. No. That is Baby like someone who could come up with a, a LARP character in about five minutes before they had to fill in a form. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
What's his name? Flatman? Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, is that because the whole way here you were singing the old Batman theme? <laughs> Flatman. Anyway, I probably will have to cut that because I doubt he'll listen to it. But if he did, I'd feel bad. Oh, yeah. Also cut out to me name dropping people that I work with. That's probably not <laughs> right. <laughs> and me slagging off having come. Please. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone is listening to 130 episodes of this. No, and, and let's face it, if they get to here, then they probably will be prepared to forgive you. They'll understand. <laughs> yeah, or they'll have fired you long since. Or they'll have valuable compromat. I don't know what that means. Oh, compromat. <laughs> compromat Hancock. <laughs> That's Ali's cyberpunk character. <laughs> I want to do a um a one shot of the detective agency. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Like Lucy was listening to the podcast, and I heard the uh, wild cleft detective agency being uh, referenced. I was like, we should do that as a spin off one shot. Yeah, we, we could yeah. definitely do that. Could use coffee detective or something. Yeah, or Brindlewood Bay. Or hmm. follow. Really want to play follow. Or the Wildlandia. Actually, that would be quite random. We don't know that one. It's like a card based one. Okay. But some of the card outcomes are really wild. Perfect. Well, it suits. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, like yeah. the TV show. It's like a tiger and stuff. Oh, we could do a gambling. Who's making a weird noise? Stuart, what have you done? Steve. Sounds very strange. I just moved my mic and now it's fine. Did you move it into a shower? <laughs> Did you unplug it? You now sound like a hissing noise. <laughs> Yeah, what have you just pressed? That, you switched it off, you dolt. It sounds like when you're watching a TV drama um, and they put in some audio effects so that you know somebody's speaking through a mic. (laughs) (laughs) It did, like a real hissing noise. It sounded a little like it switched your mic input. How's that? That sounds fine. Just check that Audacity's still using it. Oh, yeah, good. So... When Wait, North... I was going to say we could do a spin-off <laughs> where um, Tristan's like a riverboat gambler and it's called Wild Card. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, we need to do some more spin-offs. We need one mm. where Enigma is a robot. The Enigma machine. Nice. Mm. <laughs> I got guns for hands. <laughs> or where Enigma just loves codes. The Enigma code. <laughs> you're, just, you're actually just an Enigma machine. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> to encrypt data. Yeah. People tell me stuff and I repeat back some nonsense and they assume it's a code. Yeah. Mm. It's just an hour of cogs whirling and whirring. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of cogs and spindles, as my live journal was subtitled. Or it's three seasons of me at the bottom of the sea in a submarine. No. Okay, we've got an hour. We've got a solid 22 minutes of nonsense. Yeah, Yeah, every time I try and start, so I was like, oh, by the way, it's another wild idea. We could get a lot more spin-off suggestions in in an hour. (laughs) This is the spin-off spin-off show. Mm. We could do an Adam and Eve one. (laughs) (laughs) But what could Eve? There's got to be something when unique Lost, about we saw Eve. Our heroes, <laughs> oh no! They were making their way up Windrush Pass, and <laughs> she had dicks on her hands and was singing a Bon Jovi song. <laughs> <laughs>